Hey, John from Fatstacks here. This episode is brought to you by Ezoic, which is a ad platform to help you make more money with display ads on your site, whether big or small. They have helped me increase ad revenue for many of my niche sites. Give them a shot. They help me tremendously. Today's episode is a jaunt down memory lane, perhaps not the most pleasant memories, where I am going to explain in detail nine spectacular blogging failures. I'm talking about sites and huge projects that I put a huge amount of time and money into that didn't work out over the years. Now, I've been at this over 10 years, so I'm bound to have a good handful of failures along the way. Let's dive in. All right, the first failure was my first niche blog. I put a lot of time into this. Didn't put much money into it because I didn't really have any money to put into it. I wrote a lot of content. I think memory serves 50 to 70 articles. And this thing didn't earn a cent over, must must have been six months, maybe even longer, until I decided to just bail on it because it wasn't working. And fortunately, I had launched a new site in that time, which started to get some traction and was working. I had learned a lot from failure number one and was off to the races. Failure number two is actually a set of three sites. I, uh, I have a law background, so these were in the law vertical, vertical, I should say, vertigo, not vertigo, vertical. And these were hyper-focused. They focused on one particular product. I would say overall affiliate products in the legal realm, not the best, but it's what I knew. It was what my background was. And so I took the leap and did it. Now, one of these actually did earn a few bucks, but these sites never took off. They were just far too focused, really narrowed down. Like I think I had maybe 15, 20 articles on each of them. And at the end of the day, they just petered out and didn't do anything. Failure number three debatable whether this is a failure, but it's basically two reasonably high-earning sites that lost all their traffic. Let me explain. All right, I had launched two affiliate sites uh, way back in the day. Uh, must be getting on nine years ago. Built them up. Each had about 150, 200 articles on there, mostly affiliate stuff. In fact, all affiliate stuff. I didn't use display ads back then. Big mistake, by the way. And I built them up, and they were both earning in the realm of four to six thousand bucks per month at their peak. And I was really excited about it. I was, I was putting a lot of time and money into. The, well, not so much money again, but time growing them. I thought, you know, I could get each of them to ten thousand bucks a month. And then along comes the Penguin. April 2012, Google unleashed Google Penguin, which penalized a lot of sites that had built a bunch of lousy links to them. Now, admittedly, I did do a lot of link building to these two sites. That helped them rank. So link building like that, large-scale spun content link building, very unpleasant business, no fun to do, but it worked. It worked like gangbusters for years until one day it didn't, and these sites were basically decimated and worthless. The traffic was down 95%, something like that. I knew there was just no way to resuscitate these sites, so I just bailed on them. 
Failure number four. They just keep piling up. This is this this was an ill-conceived idea from the get-go. I still shake my head. It was a database site, and but it was my one of my first long-tail keyword play. I, I discovered a long-tail keyword that I thought had real potential, and it could be tweaked or slightly changed to generate hundreds of different long-tail keywords. The problem was is the content was essentially the same across all of them. So I just cranked out like 200 pages, and I was basically all cookie-cutter content, and I was going to clean up with the long-tail for all of these with very little competition, and they're doing affiliate play, promote some affiliate product. The problem with that is, is it was essentially duplicate content, and it didn't work, and this site ended up de-indexed, and that was a big cost because I put a lot of time into that sucker. All right, failure number five. This is actually a whole bunch of sites. After uh, failure number four, I decided I would try the old local websites for rent, and I had a background in, in blogging for a brick-and-mortar business, which, which was a, a great success. That worked really well. It was a great blog. I, put, I, I wrote a lot of great content. We've got a lot of new clients and customers. It was excellent. That's how I broke into this business. But So I thought, well, that's cool. I like the local thing a lot. Um, I, like, I appreciate working and helping local small businesses. It had helped me tremendously, and so I decided, well, why not? I'd read about this concept. This was back in the day. This was kind of a popular uh, popular model. And basically what you do is, is create a locally oriented site in a particular industry, let's say limousine services, right, uh, target a particular city, uh, let's call it uh, Boise, Idaho. So limousine service for Boise, Idaho. Create this whole website. There's no real business name attached to it yet, but you build it and you rank it for the few local keywords uh, searches that people would look for when wanting to hire a limousine service. You get that thing ranked and then you contact some local limousine services and see if they want to pay you a monthly fee to rent the site. So they would rent the site, which means they would get their logo on there and their contact info and their telephone number, and they would benefit and enjoy the traffic and new customers. So this this is actually a model I, I, I kind of think is cool. It takes a long time, right? You got you got none of these sites are going to be huge earners, but if you could get a good 20, 25 of them up and running and ranking and then start renting them out for a few hundred or even more than a thousand, depends on lucrative the particular uh, city and, and services, you could build up a nice business. Uh, I think it's harder now because Google uh, business pages are, you know, they dominate search essentially. So I'm not sure this is the best strategy now, but back then I think this was a really viable strategy. The problem was I, I even actually built a whole bunch of sites. I, I, I planned out and I think I launched uh, 12, 15, something like that. And I was going to go and I was targeting a local area. So I was very familiar with the area so I could write about the area. And you know, I, I put a, quite a bit of time into this. And it had good promise. But then I got into the whole Facebook thing. All right, Facebook was exploding at this time, especially for brands and pages. And I was reading about the amount of traffic sites were getting. It was really easy. Uh, it was free. If you wanted to do paid Facebook ads, it was super, super cheap. So I got into the whole Facebook traffic thing, and I basically pivoted off the local rental sites concept. Now, I managed to make the whole Facebook thing work pretty well. Uh, I would say failure number six uh, 
I, I kind of list that as a, as a failed site, but it actually did fairly well for some time until Facebook stopped working, and that was the problem. A lot of publishers got very, very dependent on Facebook traffic. The organic reach was ridiculous. I mean, you just posted something with a link to your article that was reasonably interesting to a, a large number of people, and you could pull in a lot of traffic. And if you boosted that with a small ad budget, it, it, you could go viral. I mean, and, and the traffic was, was enormous and very, very fast, too. I mean, it's instant. And so I had this going. I learned a lot, and I managed to, to build up a decent email list. I managed to, uh, this is when I started using display ads. It was the first time I really used display ads. And I was building up a niche site. The problem with it was, is the site itself wasn't very good. All right, the site itself had really short content. It was all geared toward basically uh, earning display ad revenue and getting email subscribers from Facebook. Because it wasn't SEO based, the content didn't have to be long or good or in depth or anything. It just had to sort of deliver on the Facebook post promise, which didn't really require a whole lot back then. So while I managed to get some lift off here and and made made some uh, money. Uh, and even built a decent email list. Ultimately, this failed largely because the site wasn't that great. Okay, so lesson learned. And it was after this experience that I actually launched what is now my biggest niche site, highest earning site by far of all time. Uh, I, I basically embraced what I learned with using Facebook and what I had learned with uh, more of a white hat approach to SEO, no more link building. And I put that all together into a long form content targeting long tail keywords and really striving to build something that people would appreciate. And when I put that all together and I launched it, it it was a success. It was a success fairly quickly. Fortunately, back then I was able to boost posts on Facebook. It drove a lot of traffic to the site. The traffic had a lot of good content. I built up an audience. I built up hundreds of thousands of Facebook fans, which actually mattered back then. And the whole thing worked. But it was when I put all these different little pieces together. I, I took the, the parts that were working over the years and put it together into one site and, and avoided the shortcuts and the tactics that it worked. But uh, in the meantime, uh, another failure, this is failure number seven. I essentially I kind of lost track, but it was probably about 25 cents uh, sites that went nowhere. I uh, A few years ago, I decided to jump into Bluehost and go through a whole bunch of domains, turn off the auto renew. I was, I was renewing like, like hundred plus domains every year. And it cost well over a thousand dollars, like $2,000 with Bluehost, not, not the cheapest registrant. I just registered with them because it was uh, easy. And I had hosting with them back at the time and, and I was paying for that. And, and these sites didn't even exist. And I was looking at them and I was just like, wow, I launched, launched a lot of sites and, and they're just, some of them were just, just terrible, just these sort of just had some terrible idea and decided to do it and it didn't work. And uh, there must have been at least 25 that were just bad ideas from inception and I just dropped them. But these are sites I actually set up on hosting. I put on a theme, I wrote content or paid for content and actually tried growing to a certain extent until I realized how dumb they were. Moving on, okay, so at this point, uh, I do have a large niche site. I've also launched Fatsacks Blog. I'm, I'm looking to expand my publishing business. So I launched a couple of new sites, and 
This was a few years ago, so the uh, private blog network concept was still working. A lot of people were still writing about it. There were a lot of services that was working, according to them. I knew nothing about it. I had never done what's called a PBN, but I thought I'd get on get in on the on the game. And I thought, well, you know, I've got one of these smaller sites I started. I think it has big traffic potential if I build some links. So I invested roughly 10,000 bucks into a PBN. And and this is a lot of work. Uh, I, I think you can count your lucky stars unless you really, really know what you're doing. Uh, a PBN is not the best approach. It's very expensive. It's insanely time consuming. If you outsource the whole thing, it's even more expensive. And it's risky, all right? Google has gotten very, very good at detecting these types of links. Anyway, I thought I'd give it a shot, so I built one. And no, I didn't. I should have just started with 10, but no, I had to go 100 plus, and that's what I did. And it cost quite a bit, and I put a ton of time into this thing. And I had it built. I actually had this thing built. The sites were live. The sites had content. Everything was in place. And I chickened out. Because the site I was going to use it for was actually starting to get traffic and was growing and was making money. And I'm like, this is actually a pretty good site. And I didn't want to put it at risk. I thought, well, okay, I, the PBN may really push it along good, but it will always be a risk because three years down the road, it might suffer a penalty because I did a PBN. And that would have been a big regret. So I decided to put on the brakes, grow it organically, and because it had huge potential and I didn't use the PBN. So basically I built this whole thing hours and hours of time and money and I just didn't use it and I, I just basically dumped the thing. I think I was able to sell part of it, uh, but pennies on the dollar. Lesson learned. Failure number nine, the last one, this was also a few years back. This, this was a terrible idea. I, I still shake my head about this one. Okay, this one cost me uh, $13,000. I know that because I outsourced all the content. Now, the concept was this, all right? I had a, a my, my big niche site was going along well, and I thought, hmm, I didn't ever want to do e-commerce. I didn't want to hold inventory and deal with customer support, but I liked the affiliate model. And I thought, well, what if I built an affiliate store on a subdomain of the, of the site? And I could direct traffic to various products, and then they could link through, and they I would earn a commission and so on. So I was basically going to create what looks like an e-commerce store, but it, it was all affiliate links. I mean, terrible idea. And the content would be basically product descriptions, which would have been very similar to what the e-commerce sites were doing. Now, Google's not dumb, all right? Google knows the difference between an affiliate store that offers pretty much no value, doesn't even sell the products, and the e-commerce stores that actually provide all the value, all the information, and actually sells the products. And Google knows that. And so why I thought an affiliate store could work is, is beyond comprehension of myself now, but at the time, I thought it was a good idea. Major failure, didn't work, and uh, moved on. Dumped the subdomain, got rid of all of that, just, just a big waste. So though those are my biggest mistakes. Uh, lots of other mistakes along the way, for sure. Smaller, smaller mistakes. I constantly make them. I expect I'll make more going forward. Now, here's the interesting thing. Out of all those sites I've launched, everything that's that that didn't work out a lot of time. I ended up now with five successful niche sites. That's it. And I've got a few more kind of coming along. We'll see what happens with those. But I end up with five sites at this point. And there's no guarantee these sites are going to remain successful going forward. I, 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 I hope they do. I think they're good. I think they have promise. But there's no guarantee. So out of all that work and time, a little over 10 years, I end up with five successful niche sites. So the morals of the story here is 
failure is inevitable. Or if you're starting out, the failure is inevitable. If your first site doesn't work, that doesn't mean you don't know how to do this. It doesn't mean you can't do this. My first site was a dismal failure, uh, and uh, you know I just I just launched another one and carried on. The other aspect to remember is it takes time. I've been at this over 10 years. Other big niche publishers who I know, I've got a lot, a lot of buddies and colleagues who uh, I talk to regularly on huge sites. They've been at this a long time as well. It takes time to grow. If you're starting a new site and it's new, you have to give it a couple of years. You really do. And that's consistent effort. These things do not explode overnight, unfortunately. It'd be great if they did, but they don't. You will learn things from failure. My biggest site right now is really me learning and figuring out the the little snippets of things I did right over the years, even though projects failed, some things I did right, and I learned what those right things were, and I put it all together, I took the, I took the, the good parts, I put it together, and I created a good site, all right? So I learned from those failures. I know it sounds, it's like a platitude, it's so cliche, but... I mean, that's essentially how my biggest site came together, which was launched in 2014. And then, w- once you have a, a successful site and you figured it out, you, you've, you, you have something working, you can replicate that. Now, when I launch new sites, sometimes I'll try something different. But the smart play is to really just do what's working with that and do it again, perhaps in a different niche. I've also learned that shortcuts often don't pay off. Sometimes they do, but often they don't. If it sounds too good to be true, if it's a tactic, if it's a shortcut, probably not the best thing to do. Uh, if, if If there's very little downside, by all means, go for it. But a lot of times, shortcuts can have a huge downside, which makes it risky. Affiliate marketing. This is important. Affiliate marketing requires an audience alignment or buyer intent. All right. That means if you want to succeed promoting products as an affiliate, you have to present stuff, products that you promote that resonates with your audience, okay, and that they need it, or more importantly, that they want it, right? If, if you don't have that, you, you, affiliate marketing is not going to work, right? So like affiliate marketing works well with FatSocks. It also works with this uh, B2B site that I, I have, a small site, to a very focused audience. And when I suggest a product, it's something that's that's just spot on. It's, it's a perfect fit, okay, and that works. Alternatively, you're going to do the search angle and you're going to present content that attracts people from various what I call buyer intent searches. All right, they're looking for information pertaining to a product that has a very high likelihood that they're going to buy once they get informed. And hopefully, you are the person that provides that information. They get the information from you, they click your link, and they buy. Okay, so you need one or both of those for affiliate marketing. It took me a long time to figure that out. Here's a good takeaway. It only takes one site to earn a fortune and make up for all the failures. It really does. It only takes one site. You, Not only will the one site, can one site provide a really good livelihood, but you can replicate the processes and systems you have in place to launch more, to grow, to build. You can either expand the, the one site and make it as big and focus and put all your eggs in one basket, or you can take what you've learned from that and replicate it on a different topic with a different site. And finally, the lowly display ad can make you rich. Do not discount AdSense and display ads 
because they can be very, very lucrative. I learned that the hard way. I refused to, to do them. I've, I've been in AdSense for years and years and years and never used it. One day I tried it and wow, it worked. It actually made money. It made more than the affiliate marketing stuff did. That's because my affiliate marketing was not properly aligned. But nevertheless, when you aren't making money with affiliate marketing, but you have traffic, you can monetize that traffic with display ads. Do not dismiss that. Thanks for listening.